This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. Sleepwalking is a disorder that occurs when people walk or do another activity while they are still asleep. Though the patient is actively moving about with the same nerves and muscles that are used when they're awake, he or she has no awareness of their surroundings. Once awakened, the patient may not even remember the entire event. There is a similar disorder, sleep talking, which is much the same as sleep walking in the fact that the patient is not aware of what's going on. But instead of the patient moving around, they sometimes speak even complete sentences without being aware that words are flowing from their mouths. In these cases, the patient physically is in control of their actions. Their body is moving. The nerves are sending signals to the muscles invoking the action. But mentally, they're not in control of this situation, nor can they stop it. In the spiritual sense, prophecy is much the same. Not the false prophecy that's induced by starvation or drugs or herbs or other means. I'm talking about the word that comes directly from God in the form of a spiritual gift. When the word comes from God, no man has power to take control. It is the, the voice of God is speaking. Otherwise, it would be tainted words. It would not be fully coming from God. To the cult following of William Branham, Branham's use of the phrase, Thus saith the Lord, has altered the understanding of the significance behind these words. Though the followers know this phrase comes directly from the King James Version of the Bible, the phrase itself has almost become associated more with William Branham's ministry than it has the scriptures that this phrase comes from. You see, when the prophets of the Old Testament went forward with a message from God, they often made the statement 
Thus saith, saith the Lord. In today's English, this phrase would be more like this. I put myself out of the way and God spoke through me. It would be God speaking. God took control. God was moving my mouth. His words were coming into my head. It was God, not me. Branham's understanding of this phrase was very limited. According to Branham, he claimed that this must happen to a vindicated prophet. In 1950, he says this, But the only person that has a right to say, Thus saith the Lord, is a vindicated prophet. Now there are two major problems with this one single sentence. Number one, absolutely nobody, I repeat, nobody has the right to say this. God is in control, not the man. God chooses who he will use. God chooses at his will to do what he pleases to do. It's not man's right. If it's thus saith the Lord, it comes from God. For Branham to say that only specific people have this right, he was clearly trying to limit his own competition. The second problem is with the word that he uses here, vindicated. The entire following, from start to finish, has been confused by the word vindicated prophet. Many people call William Branham a vindicated prophet and they don't even realize what they're saying. They don't even realize what this word means. Actually, Branham got the order of this completely in reverse. You see, when the prophet speaks, the word from the Lord is vindicated by whether or not this word comes to pass. The prophet is not vindicated. The prophet is just a man. The prophet is just a vessel for the Lord. The prophecy is vindicated, not the prophet. Prophets do not get three strikes like in a baseball game. If one single solitary prophecy fails, then that prophet is a false prophet. It means that their prophecy was induced by something other than God from a wide variety of means that are known to shamans and religions all around the globe. One of these means Branham himself admitted to, fasting. Branham used these words, thus saith the Lord, as a catchphrase in his ministry. He made sure that everyone feared these words, and then he twisted their meaning to confuse the followers. The words themselves become almost a substance, something other than simply a prophet humbling himself and putting himself out of the way so that God could speak through him. You see, Branham taught otherwise. He says in 1954, if a prophet or a dreamer or whatever it is or a teacher hasn't based his theory exactly on thus saith the Lord, I don't believe it. It's a substance with William Branham. Teachers don't get thus saith the Lord. Prophets 
get, thus saith the Lord, if they put themselves out of the way. Thus saith the Lord comes directly from God. If all of William Branham's prophecy were to come to have came to pass, as he said, this would not be so big of a problem. If his teachings fully aligned with Scripture, instead of inventing strange scriptures like his claim that the Bible says, if a woman cuts her hair, she should be divorced. He says this as, thus saith the Lord, when it is clearly not. The Bible clearly does not say that. One can argue whether or not this is violating the adding to or taking away from the scriptures. If he were not have done this, this would not have raised red flags. But Branham's problem was that this catchphrase became more of a campaign slogan than it was a description of how a prophet puts himself out of the way to humble himself and let God speak. Almighty God can speak through the humbled vessel. But somehow along the way, this changed. For Branham, it got as easy as cornbread and beans. He says in 1953, Look, oh brother, this is like cornbread and beans. It sticks to your ribs. It'll hold you some way, and you can go do a good work day's work for the Lord tomorrow. Go out and meet the devil and say, I know where I'm standing because a, not a chill run down my back. Because thus saith the Lord, move off, Satan, I'm taking over. You see, it's a substance. If the average man went forward with this and says, Thus saith the Lord, move off Satan, is it really the Lord speaking? You see, thus saith the Lord means that through your mouth, through your voice, God is speaking. God has spoken directly to you. I personally would be blaspheming if I went downtown and proclaimed, Thus saith the Lord, the evil in this world I rebuke you, because the Lord had not spoke through me. In fact, most of the following, if I were to heed William Branham's words here, if I were to do what this prophet said to do, most of the followers would condemn me. But it's exactly what he said. He said, go forward, do it, because it's as easy as cornbread and beans. Now, if we take a progression of these thus saith the Lord-isms from William Branham, we see a very strange progression. His visions that he claims to have gotten from God often told how communism was a tool by the hand of Almighty God to destroy the Catholic Church. 1954, he says this, I'll prove to you that communism is working straight in the hands of Almighty God to destroy the Roman. And remember, I say this as God's prophet. The Russian Empire will drop an atomic bomb of some sort on the Vatican City and destroy it in one hour. Oh, man, fear those commies. Then he says, Thus saith the Lord. Now, right there, that takes this entire paragraph. And if we study it exactly as the Scripture says, 
That means that God was speaking this exact paragraph, not William Branham. He says, Thus saith the Lord, and the Bible said, God took them cruel-hearted men and put them in his hands, and they were instruments in his hands to fulfill his word and to bring her back exactly to what she's coming to her. That's exactly, that's the word. Now, the Bible doesn't mention too much about the Vatican City, although it could be argued what Revelation said. But I'm not focusing on the Vatican here. I'm focusing on communism. And I'll tell you why. Because this entire sentence, when used with thus saith the Lord, means that Branham is claiming that Almighty God said these words through him. Branham would not have been the one speaking. God would have. This paragraph, if God were speaking, would be set in stone, not altered. We, we could place our highest possible wager that this exact paragraph would happen exactly as he said, because God said it, not William Branham. If God was speaking, the great I Am, who is at the Garden of Eden, who is at the end of days, God already knows what's going to happen. If God were speaking, God would never change this. This would be set in stone. If this were an Old Testament prophet, he would have scribes writing this down in scrolls. They would be carving it out into the pillars. It would never change. But for William Branham, when communism no longer held audiences with these strange fear tactics that he used, this particular thus saith the Lord started to become altered. He contradicts himself when communism is no longer a big threat. He says this in 1954. But those religious teachers are trying to put it on communism when they don't realize it's working right in their own midst. Now William Branham said that God told him that it was communism. If his original statement were truly from God, then William Branham just argued with Almighty God himself. Worse, this particular thus saith the Lord, which is prophecy, is completely reversed by William Branham. 1960 no longer is communism a threat to Romanism. Branham now starts to do a complete flip-flop. Romanism is going to fight communism. This is the exact opposite of the words that he claimed that God spoke through him. 1960 he says this, heading up into the Federation of Churches, which will finally join with Romanism to fight Catholicism, and then he makes a mistake, he says, or with Catholicism to fight communism. So, originally it was communism was going to destroy Romanism. Remember there was an atomic bomb in that prophecy that supposedly came with, thus saith the Lord. Now he's done a complete flip-flop, Catholicism is going to fight communism. He says, Pope John is calling for all the churches to come back, and they will. They'll unite themselves together. This just exactly, thus saith the Lord. So, if we're standing at a street, and we've got a sign pointing that way that says, thus saith the Lord, it's that way, 
He just put up a sign that says, Thus saith the Lord, it's that way. Which way do I go? Luckily, Corinthians 14.8 teaches us this. We can no longer fear communism or Catholicism. For this particular trumpet, William Branham, has given an uncertain sound. And Paul says, if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare themselves for battle? How are you going to know your enemy if your enemy on one day, according to God, is Catholicism, and on days gone by, it was communism? Which one's our bad guy? There are four sets of scripture dealing with prophets that for me is absolutely fitting when you consider how William Branham started to say the exact opposite of what he claimed was the word that came from God. The first one is found in James. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. If anybody thinks he's filled with the Spirit but his own words condemn himself, James said this person's religion is worthless. Good for nothing. A worthless religion will not offer you salvation. Think about what James just said. Thus saith the Lord is communism. Thus saith the Lord it's Romanism. This guy's religion is worthless. He doesn't even bridle his own tongue. Paul warns us of men with worthless, worthless religions like William Branham. He says, let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, which he did, going on in detail about his visions, which he did, puffed up without reason by his own sensuous mind, which he was. Colossians 2.18 Think of the angel that was on the platform that supposedly done the healing. This angel that wore a turban whenever he was going to go to an India campaign. This angel that met him in a cabin with a wood floor in some stories and then met him in a cave with a dirt floor. One time it's a wood stove in the cabin with a window. The other time it's a cave with a dirt floor. This man was puffed up by his own sensuous mind. He claimed that Michael the Archangel was Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy, t Deuteronomy tells us that these prophets do not receive the word from the Lord if they're making it up, if they're speaking presumptuously. This does not come from the Lord whenever it's Romanism or it's Catholicism. It can't be. Deuteronomy says, But the prophet that will speak a word presumptuously in my name, God, which I have not commanded him to speak, or which he shall speak in the name of other gods, that prophet will die. Now, everybody knows what happened to William Branham before half of his prophecies were fulfilled. And I just gave you a very good example of him speaking presumptuously. That man died. There's no doubt about it. It continues, and you say in your heart, How shall we know that the word of the Lord has not spoken? 
Now remember, these are the children of Israel. They're just learning about these things. For me and you, it's very simple. The dude lied. But God is very clear to them. When the thing doesn't happen that they said, don't listen to this guy. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You will not fear him. He had to speak it very plain for these these people that were learning, that these people were growing in their faith, but we're supposed to be beyond this. If the dude lied, let's leave him alone. He's got some kind of a problem. Many who have come out of the Branham cult are now skeptical of prophecy. Knowing how many times that he lied about each of them, and not a single prophecy happened like he said it, most of these people that are now going through the deprogramming process from William Branham's cult, they don't even want to entertain the idea of prophecy from any man. And the same thing was going on in Paul's day. Paul gave us instruction on what to do after we find out that William Branham got all of his prophecies from some other way than from the God of the Bible. Paul says, do not despise prophecies but test everything. Now I know these cult pastors are telling you, don't test, don't investigate. If you question, you have unbelief, and whoa, unbelief is sin. I dare any of you to go look that one up in the Bible. Paul says to test everything. Paul says don't listen to these pastors that are trying to lead you astray like wolves in sheep's clothing. You test everything because it could be a false prophet who said that Romanism is going to take over and who said Catholicism is going to take over and who didn't even know what he was saying. His religion is worthless. Paul says, test everything, hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now, this is a form of evil. False prophecy is an abomination before the Lord. This is no light matter. I know a lot of people on the forum are making this into a, a light matter. Prophets make mistakes. Moses made a mistake. But see, Moses' prophecy did not make a mistake. Because Moses' prophecy was not from fasting for three to four days at a time. It wasn't from spirit guides. Moses' prophecy came directly from God himself. God spoke through Moses, and Moses put himself out of the way. So the question for you is, knowing that William Branham said that God said this way and God said this way, and they're both polar opposites, which one is from God? The one that is Catholicism? Is that the one that God spoke? That leaves William Branham speaking the one from communism. So we're told not to listen to him because this one failed. Or is it communism? Is communism the one that God said, that's it. Go tell the people, William Branham, that communism is it. So that means that William Branham said, no, God. It must be Romanism. Why was he arguing with God? Why do you not follow the instruction of the Lord not to listen 
to the false prophet that has a worthless religion? I'll let you decide.